0: Hello, my name is Sam Becker, and I'm the Brookings First United Methodist Church's Worship Technology and Media Director. On behalf of our pastors, Pete Grassow and Krista Ducker, I welcome you to this episode of Messages from First United Methodist Brookings. This podcast is a full audio version of the sermon and scripture from each week's Sunday morning and Wednesday manna-in-the-middle services. Today's message was delivered by Pastor Pete Grasso on June 6th, 2021. You can watch the entire service on our website at berkingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page at Berkings First United Methodist Church. Now, here's Pastor Pete with the sacraments.
1: During the high priesthood of Ennis and Caiaphas, The word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. I skip a few verses, I pick up at verse 12. Even tax collectors came to be baptized and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also came to him, and we? What would we do? He said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation and be satisfied with your wages. And then on to verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven you are my son the beloved with you i am well pleased just so far it is a privilege week by week to sit here um in front of a microphone and to know that you join me it's a privilege to have sam becker at the other side of the mic controlling how I sound. It's a great privilege for us all together to have our scriptures and to be able to learn from them. And so I would invite you, if you have a Bible, to have the Bible in front of you. Um, we're reading from Luke 3. A fascinating passage, and if you'll allow me, I'm going to unpack it just a little. A story about John the Baptist. You will remember John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin. John the Baptist, who's a preacher, who's chosen to pitch his tent at the Jordan River. So here he is, about 20 miles outside of Jerusalem, and he is calling people to be baptized. They would have had to have made this trip from Jerusalem to the Jordan, it's likely that John chose a crossroads. People who going up to Jerusalem for their various worship activities or possibly coming back from Jerusalem, back from a festival. John, who then invites people to be baptized in the Jordan. Now, now please note that John never invented baptism because Jewish people believed in baptism. This ritual washing with water is deep in the bones of the Jewish tradition. Uh, The kind of specific baptism act could happen in one of two ways. If you were a convert to Judaism, you'd be baptized as part of washing off the old person and beginning a new life in the Jewish tradition. More likely and more often, if you were Jewish, and had become unclean uh, that is spiritually unclean engaged in something that made you spiritually unclean you needed to be ritually cleansed now you could become unclean in a number of different ways so for example uh, tax collectors were considered unclean because they handled the dirty money of the romans And they needed purification if they were to come to prayers. Uh, There were soldiers, soldiers who worked for the godless Roman Empire. They needed to be washed clean before they came to worship. But there were others who were considered unclean who might just surprise us. For example, shepherds were considered unclean because they handled dead animals. And if you touched a dead animal, you needed to be ritually cleansed. Shepherds who seldom came to town long enough to be able to attend the weekly prayers would then have to go through ritual washing before they could come to worship. Sick people, if you had been sick, you needed to be cleansed after your sickness. And sickness could range, sadly, from something like pregnancy uh, through to life-threatening illness. Um, but you needed your ritual washing before you could come to worship. Surprisingly, for many of us, poor people often were considered unclean. Poor people who'd not paid their temple taxes, who therefore weren't able to come to worship, reached a stage where they needed to be washed before they could come to worship. And so, and so there were all these people who needed to be washed in a mikvah or in a ceremonial pool in order to come to worship and more often than not needed to pay for the ceremony. There was somebody who oversaw it, so you paid a person who then allowed you to be ceremonially washed and certified that it had taken place. which was a problem for poor people who needed money now not just for the temple tax but also for their ritual cleaning because they hadn't paid their temple tax it was a problem for tax collectors because they couldn't use the money earned from tax collecting because that was considered dirty they had to find other money so that they could go for their cleansing for soldiers Soldiers were paid in Roman coin, which was not accepted in the temple, had to make a plan. How do, I, how do I get baptized so that I can go and worship God? And so it goes. It was a struggle for people to be able to afford the ceremonial cleansing ceremony. And then onto the scene comes a priest a son of a priest. John the Baptist, his father, Zechariah was a priest in the temple. John is born into the priestly family, but instead of taking up his duties in the temple, he literally takes up duties at the Jordan River. Here is John offering good news to people, literally saying, you don't first have to have the baptismal fee you don't have to go and pay your temple taxes i will baptize you right here in the river jordan symbolically i'll take you back to the first time we as a nation crossed the jordan into the promised land and you will be reminded that it was the grace of god that rescued you from egypt And the grace of God that led you over the Jordan River into the Promised Land, and the grace of God that continues to hold you, and all of this is free. And in this, I would want to offer both some good news and a challenge. The good news the discovery that anyone who came to the Jordan River was baptized. To note that John didn't first ask for money or ask them to dress in the right clothes or to learn the right set of words. John says all of this is the grace of God. All who want a fresh beginning can find it. In fact, God's grace is so outrageous that John scandalized the crowd by baptizing tax collectors and soldiers and anyone else. Who joined the queue. And from this. To offer to anyone who might be listening to me. That if you feel you are not good enough for God. Hear the good news. Hear the good news. As as lived out by John. That God accepts everyone. Everyone. You are loved by God no matter what your past. You are God's beloved no matter what you might have done. Today is the day that you can make a new beginning. You can leave the old painful memories with God and you can start over. Stand on that promise of John the Baptist who said, All who want can come. And hear that invite that has not changed. God so loved the world that anyone, anyone is welcome. But alongside this good news, I think I'd fail us if I didn't remind us of the challenge that is the flip side of the good news. The challenge to remember that as much as God extends grace to me, God extends grace to everyone else too. God extends his grace to me and to the person next to me and to the person next to them. The challenge, of course, is for me to show the same grace to other people as God does. God so loved the world that God sent Jesus that all who hear him, that all who hear him shall know they're God's beloved. I want you to imagine Jesus arriving at the Jordan River and standing alongside everyone who is there. Imagine Jesus joining the queue of the tax collectors and the soldiers and all the others who were being baptized and Jesus himself being baptized. Jesus being baptized not because he needed cleansing from sin, but because he wanted a visible demonstration of exactly where God stood. That God stands alongside everyone who is in need of the love of God. And the next time I'm tempted to label someone, the next time I'm tempted to, to look down my nose at someone, let me remember that Jesus stands alongside of that person. The next time I want to point a finger at someone or call them a name, let me remember that I'm pointing a finger at Jesus who is holding that person's hand. The Bible tells us that a little later, John the Baptist sent a disciple to Jesus to find out how Jesus was doing. Uh, a few chapters later, Luke 7, I'm just going to read two verses, Luke seven twenty-two and 23. And Jesus answered, go back and tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus says, blessed is the one who is not offended by me, which sounds strange, because we assume that everyone loved Jesus. But remember, Jesus is bringing God's love to the blind and the lame and the lepers and the poor. Jesus stands alongside people who are labeled and degraded and marginalized and brings God's love to them. It was not always well received. There were some who thought themselves too respectable to stand in the queue with the people that Jesus stood with. And maybe we ought to hear the echo that says, blessed is the one who is not offended by me and by my friends. Maybe maybe the moment for us to find Jesus speaking to us in our own time and space, to, to be reminded the place that Jesus is most likely to be standing is alongside those who are insulted and marginalized and maybe maybe right now this month of june it is good for us to be reminded of the struggle of the lesbian and gay community to the right to life and the way they are marginalized and harassed and and insulted and degraded And I would want to challenge us to join Jesus and show our world that we're committed to bringing God's love to all people, which is why Brookings First United Methodist Church welcomes everyone. We will not turn anyone away from our door because we're convinced that God loves everyone. We will embrace the LGBTQ community because they are a beloved part of God's human family. That's why we embrace different ways of worship. We include beautiful old hymns and modern songs. We include the organ and a worship team because everybody is welcome before God. Put more bluntly, that's why we have pastors of different cultural backgrounds. We have a male and a female pastor. We have a local pastor and a foreigner. In a sense, we we embrace the diversity of of our humanity. We stand alongside Jesus in that queue when John the Baptist is baptizing everyone and we hear Jesus saying, Welcome into my friendship circle. So I am wondering this week if you would be able to cast your net just a little wider and to see somebody who you might not normally associate with and invite them into your circle that they might experience something of the love of Jesus.
0: Thank you for listening to today's message from First United Methodist Brookings. To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free and leave us a review wherever you get yours. And be sure to watch for new podcasts from us launching in the coming months. You can always find more information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page, Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of the pastors of Brookings First United Methodist Church, thank you for listening and see you next time. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 936719, Streaming Plus license number 21039161. Visit brookingsmethodist.org for more information.